0: Despite what I can hear, I really hope the sound translates to something good for y'all because, oh, I think I could hear out of both headphones now. I couldn't a few minutes ago, but um, yeah, welcome to the This Is 30 podcast. Um, happy Monday. I'm your host, Jernique. Um, Thank you for tuning in. I apologize if I sound somber. I'm not. It's just really early in the morning. Um, and I had been thinking about doing an episode for a really long time, because as you guys can see, this podcast is turning into like a, a monthly thing. Um, and I was just like, I woke up early. Um, I have a lot to do today, but I was just like, let me record an episode because there's a lot of things on my mind that I want to talk about. Um but first of all, happy Monday. Shout out to all you beautiful people. This is the last Monday in November. I feel like we know we all keep saying each month is flying by, but the months are really flying by. I don't know what's going on, but like time is like really really flying. I don't know if it's because I'm busy or you know, every day's uh like I guess I'm busy. I don't know, but time is really flying. I think November flew by. Um but yeah, last Monday in November, want to give a shout out to my mom. Yesterday was her birthday. So happy birthday to Denise. Shout out to anybody who was born on November 27th, because it's a good day. Um, yeah, I love my mom. I I love my mom. Um, and I just pray that God wishes or blesses her with many more years. She's 62 today yesterday um so i'm just happy she saw fit you know because um a lot of a lot of people don't get to see 62 some people don't even get to see 33 so um i'm extremely grateful um that uh she was able to celebrate her birthday and <clears throat> my voice this is my voice when i first wake up it's kind of raspy you know um, but yeah, how's everybody doing? How are you beautiful people out there doing? Are you on your way to drop the kids off? Are you at home? You chilling like a villain top down, no selling? Are you getting off from work? Are you on your way to work? What is it that you're doing right now? Um, whatever it is that you're doing, I just want to thank you for listening to the This is 30 podcast while you're doing it. And I also want to thank you for your patience and your application to the new the new schedule that is not really a schedule, but it's just a thing. Um, but I appreciate y'all for still tuning in. Um, I do not take listenership for granted. Um, but I, I just wanted to talk to you guys about a whole bunch of random stuff. Um, the first, first where I'm going to start is Black Panther 2, AKA Wakanda Forever. Um, this will contain spoilers, maybe. Um, I'm going to try my hardest to keep them under wraps. But um, first and foremost, let me just say, I know that collectively and individually, we all have different opinions. I personally believe that you guys gassed this movie to like the 15th power. And it's really scared, scary for me for you guys to gas a movie like that um, because <laughs> I was going to see Black Panther 2 anyway. Like, I would wanted to see it. It's like first uh Black Panther since Chadwick passed. You know, it was a lot of energy and hype. I don't feel like Marvel would have had any issue getting people to the theater. But the 10 out of 10s, the exceptional, uh, this movie is not a 10 out of 10 guys. And I'm aware that this is my opinion versus somebody else's. But in my opinion, the movie is about a five, six out of 10, maybe. And I say that because number one, I think that all the points of greatness go to um, the, like the underlying tribute to Chadwick that the movie represented. I thought that, entrance, um, scene like at his funeral and a lot of things that were done to just highlight, um, Chadwick's legacy. I think those made the movie very good. Um, when the movie started, the movie had a lot of potential to me. Like, um, the first scene or one of the first scenes is when Angela Bassett, I believe is at like the UN or something like it, Um, and a whole bunch of countries are present, and uh, they're upset with her for still wanting to keep vibranium in Wakanda, and um, she highlights to them that, you know, we really haven't been worried about Having the bright vibranium, we we worried about what's going to happen if it gets into the hands of people like y'all. And at the same time, I'm sorry for the spoilers if you haven't seen it. But at the same time, um, people are actually trying to infiltrate one of their sites that vibranium is at, and which kind of like proves her point. It's like y'all will do more damage with this than we will ever do. I thought that was a great parallel to. Um, African countries in general, and all the resources that we have, and all the resources that have been stolen from us um, since the beginning of time. And the idea that America or other countries like France and England claim that they know better uh, and they know how to um, use these resources more effectively than Africans do. And in What really happens is they end up using these um, resources in like a a economical way instead of a survival way. And then it creates big business, but then it creates like war and like issues between people because some of it is just not necessary. So I thought that that was like a great opening scene and then the rest of the movie just let me down first of all the movie was extremely long for no reason I know Marvel movies are long don't get me wrong I felt like this movie was dragged out for no reason there was no like intense climax that like confused me or like had me on the edge of my seat like yo what's about to happen nothing nothing um Uh, I did think that I might receive a lot of slack for this. I did think that the the inclusion of the, I don't even know, the King of the Sea. I don't remember his name. I thought it was a great inclusion to the movie. I thought that, mm, I did not think that there needed to be a heavy focus on on who he was um and his background now when I say you could have like talked about his background fine brief brief synopsis of where he comes from and why he is the uh villain that we uh, we think he's going to be fine I just felt like the movie focused too much on his story and then it became like a I don't know, like, I guess a native Hispanic story mixed with the black story. And I I don't know if Marvel did that to, like, to just show people of color in general, show that people of, there's so many types of people of color that have been oppressed. Yeah, great. Okay. So, what? (laughs) We know this. Go make another movie about him. Like, go make a separate movie about him. (laughs) Anyway... I know that sounds kind of mean. I'm not one of those people who just, I'm not like divisive like that. But I just felt like Wakanda was for us. And apparently, you know, of course, um, the Wakandans won and, you know, were able to succeed in this issue against, uh, the guy. I don't remember his name. I feel bad. I don't one of my coworkers calls him Aqua Poppy. So for the sake of this <laughs> for the sake of this um episode I'm going to call him Aqua Poppy. But yeah, like um I didn't think I don't I don't like that we kind of always have to share our stories with other people. I think that the beauty of the first Black Panther movie was that it was blackety black 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 and You know, I just felt like personally with this new film, it was like, let's get another audience on the let's get another audience on the bandwagon. And I don't think that was necessary. That's me. And I thought that their beef would have been more palpable if they ended up in a war against America more so than each other. Um, I do get the, you know, I get the, um, I get the underlying point of that. You know, some, some, it's kind of this point in the same movie, which is like two people could have the same idea, but they have different methods for how they're going to, you know, reach their end goal. And that was kind of the beef between, Uh, Michael B. Jordan and Chadwick in the first one and their dads. And then it's kind of the beef between Aqua Poppy and um, um, the Wakandans. It's like they both have vibranium. They both want to keep it safe and don't want people to know. But the way they go about that, um, the way they see fit is not the same. It's almost like Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. Like... um, they both were on the same page, but the the methods were completely different. So, yeah, I give Wakanda 2, Wakanda 2, Wakanda Forever, Black Panther 2, a solid 5 out of 10. Um, there was nothing in the movie that made me go, wow, or made me say, this is a great freaking movie. Um, but it was great to honor Chadwick's legacy. It was great that they made a second film. I just thought that it it was a bit much and it was a bit dragged out. And I think 10 out of 10 is extensive. I think it's extreme. Um, But if you felt like that, like, I guess I can't argue with you, you know, but I've seen a lot of people whose opinions that I respect highly saying this movie was a 10 out of 10. And I'm just like, what like what, what, what led you there? Can somebody talk to me, please? Maybe then I'll, if somebody can actually have a conversation with me, that lead that helps me see that this movie was 10 out of 10 then maybe I could consider some things but like you guys know Ricardo was on the last episode and me and G actually took him to go see we forced him to watch Black Panther the first one and then we took him to go see um Black Panther too, and I felt so bad because if you've ever listened to this uh podcast you know Ricardo you know his opinion on many things and we were like so excited to like put him on and then when we walked out the movie theater he was like yo what the hell was that and we were we said the same thing we were like what the hell is that um I just didn't really like it but I mean I'm happy we still we still did big box office numbers. We still got major stuff. There's subpar movies and so many other genres that get millions of dollars of followings just based on the people who are in there um and the 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 cult following they have. So I'm not mad at that at all. Please keep go please keep going to the movie theater to watch Wakanda Forever. Please go watch it and decide for yourself. I'm not trying to um, deviate or, you know, lead anybody to feel like they shouldn't go watch it. Please go watch it. Go put um, some more energy behind that film so that they can do other things. And another spoiler alert, uh, we find out that Chadwick and Lupita um, have a son and he's been hiding in Haiti, not hiding, but he's been living in Haiti with... um with Lupita and they had him basically years ago um <clears throat> when you know he was still alive and they just decided to hide him so he wouldn't have to deal with the pressures of you know being the heir to a throne so um i thought that part was a good you know setup but even that, there was something that was missing. There was a connecting piece that was even missing there. It wasn't as sentimental as I thought it would be. I, I feel like it was just like, ah, we ex- I didn't expect it, but it's like, uh, okay, wow, this is random. This is super duper random, but fine, sure. I like that it's a setup for them to produce more, Black Panther films in the future with a new lead Um, so I think that that was great in that sense Um, and I am looking forward to whatever new movies come about of the Black Panther franchise that is all I'll say I hope I don't sound like I was hating because I really wasn't and I really had high hopes for this film but it just let me down a little bit you know and I wasn't really I wasn't too I was into the story in the beginning of the film but I just wasn't into the direction towards the end of the film and also the black scientists like I get it but I just felt like that was also so random like it was like yeah cool how did this girl where's her parent who's why isn't her parent calling for her How long is all of this taking place? Like this is so random to steal a child and like just steal her. (laughs) What? I don't know. It was just random. Like I get it. You know, sometimes we are the smartest people behind some of the biggest things that our government propels or, you know, a lot of these companies propel. I get that. Like, you know, you want to pull up the blinds and it's usually a black person back there making things happen. I liked that sense of it, but I just felt like it was just so random. It was like, I don't know, it didn't blend too well for me. Like it didn't blend too well. Anyway, that's enough of Black Panther talk. Um Moving on. Um, there will be an end of year episode, um, this year, and it will feature your favorites. I'm not going to say who yet, but it will feature your favorites. And we have a lot to talk about, a lot to discuss because this year has kind of been somewhat of a whirlwind, I believe, um, for, uh, many of us. Um, I'm about to talk about a little bit of my whirlwind. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. Just look out for the end of the year episode. Um, Holiday season is upon us. This week was Thanksgiving or last week was Thanksgiving. And You know, Thanksgiving and Christmas is like a good time to be around with family um, or be with family, I should say. Um, But sometimes it's really difficult for people who are... um, you know, mourning the loss of some family members, or in um, tight spaces with their family, like non-speaking terms, or people who are just dealing with hurt and loss from all type of angles. Uh, the holidays can be hard. Um, I think that I have mentioned that you know some of my familiar um, dynamics are not really operating properly right now. Um so that this holiday season was a little sad for me. Um in some areas. Um I'm used to being with my siblings, my dad, my stepmom or I haven't been with my mom and my sis my older sister for a while during Thanksgiving cuz they live in a different state, but I saw them like 2 weeks prior. So that's fine. Um but yeah, when I'm in Jersey, I'm used to being with my dad and that didn't happen this year. And it was a little sad. Um, Instead, I went to my uncle's house um, or my cousin's house, who I call uncle. (laughs) Um, I went to my uncle's house and um, I had a really good time. It was nice seeing them. Um, And then I hung out with my friends, um, Geraldine and Pearlene. Um, hosted their annual Thanksgiving dinner which they do every year Um, so that was nice it was really nice being with my friends I just want to let y'all know that I am the UNO champion I beat everybody in that in that place and if y'all want to know everybody's name I beat Geraldine I beat Pearlene I beat Shirley I beat Joanna I beat Josette and I beat Stefan yeah I beat everybody so holla at me if you want to lose. Okay. But anyway, it was nice being amongst, you know, the people I was, but it didn't, it still didn't fill the void of me missing, you know, who I usually hang out with. Um, it's just weird because like everything happens for a reason. So like, I know that when I'm typically at my dad's house, I typically don't hang out with other people in my family as much. Um, for Thanksgiving or whatever So it was nice Having a year Or it looks like it's gearing up for a year Where I spend time with my other side of the family That I've neglected for so long And that felt really good too It felt like just really chill Like no It was just peaceful Like uh, it was peaceful And I love being in spaces Because I'm an overthinker And I'm very like Um I'm very analytical, um, so I love being in places, um, I love being in places, sorry guys, I love being in places where, um, (laughs) my computer's really loud, I love being in places where, um, Hmm, what am I trying to say? I love being in places where I don't have to worry about my mental, where I feel very comfortable, I feel very good, and I feel like the energy is right. And like, I I, I don't know. I'm trying to be careful with my words because I'm not trying to highlight something. Um, but it felt good to be in those spaces this year, in spaces where I don't really have to worry about anything. I'm just coming as I am and the energy is pure and it's good you know um another thing about holidays and being around family is like It does make you feel like, man, you need to love on your people because time is limited. We've been hearing that a lot this year as people continue to pass um, in untimely ways or timely ways, you know, due to sickness and whatever um, shootings and just random acts of violence as people choose, as people um, are passing, you kind of tell yourself like, bro, like love on your people you know, beef is not that serious. It's not that serious to have to get your point across, you know, like, and I, while I agree with that, I do think that, I think that sometimes we put too much, um, I think that we put too much emphasis on troubles and on making sure we're right on and making sure our point is validated. Um, but I also think that setting boundaries is really important to personal growth and personal happiness. And I feel like that's like the 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 biggest uh, issue or the biggest duality that we have to deal with as members of a, you know, a society or a world like the one we live in. It's like knowing when the fight is just not worth The risk, knowing when the fight is not worth the risk of losing the relationship, but also knowing that, you know, this relationship is hurting me. This relationship, in the way it's been, does not contribute to my mental health. It does not contribute to my success as a person. It doesn't continue to my growth. So, why? Will I continue to engage in this relationship? So it's hard because I definitely understand when people always say time is of the essence, time is limited, please. But I'm also on the other side, like for those same reasons, time is of the essence, time is limited. I don't wanna spend it being fake, phony or reducing myself to make other people comfortable or reducing myself to keep the peace. So it's really hard. I guess, you know, the goal is to reach some type of middle ground, but I just feel like even in attempting to reach a middle ground, that middle ground has to be a healthy space for me. It can't be one where, you know, it's it's difficult, like it's problematic because one thing about it is... Although at times when you have um, like issues within family or just like beef with certain people, depending on the situation, sometimes that separation comes with peace. That separation comes with peace. And if you listening and you know what I'm talking about, it's like a different type of peace. It's like you might miss them but you're like what is this calmness that i feel what are these thoughts that i never have to like go through anymore what is this like this this chill energy that i'm experiencing and no matter how much you miss that person you might you have to tell yourself that pay attention to how you feel without that person and to me that should be telling of whether or not you should uh, you know reinvite or reinvite that person to your life or whether or not you need new rules on whatever it is y'all are doing um when y'all choose to reconcile you know that's okay too and I'm very I'm very big on that like especially now in my life I may not have ever been big on that like before but it's like if I do allow you to be back in my life after we've had any type of traumatic experience, I'm paying attention. I'm paying attention. And there's walls up. You may not see them. They're not like, you know, like cold walls, like where I'm like, you know, angry or upset, but there's boundaries that I'm setting. And, you know, I don't want them to ever make you feel uncomfortable, but if you are paying attention like I'm paying attention, of course, you're going to notice them. It's certain things that I'm just not willing to do with certain paths, um, emotional paths. I'm just not willing to take with certain people anymore. So I don't know. That's like just, a, I guess, an issue that we deal with in life. You know, loving people to the best of your ability and not letting problems you know, dismantle relationships that can function, but also being able to set boundaries and know what type of relationships are healthy for you. And everybody has to make that decision for themselves. I think as I'm thinking about that with my circle and my family, I cannot be naive to the fact that other people are also thinking about that and in terms of how they process me and what I do to them, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know. you gotta gotta respect your heart and your feelings and respect others' feelings as well. Um, So yeah, shout out to anybody who's hurting during this uh, holiday season for various of reasons. I hope that you are able to fill that hurt with love from people who matter. And I do pray that uh, situations that are, um, broken, be mended, you know, in, in positive ways, not for, uh, uh, you know, the sake of ego, but in positive ways. I pray that I really pray positive change amongst like everybody. I know everybody that's listening, everybody I follow, whatever you dealing with. Um, I do pray that it's mended and you know, I do pray that you enjoy your time. Um, um, with yourself and with your family during the holiday season. Um I also wanted to talk about today um the um getting what you prayed for but it not looking like what you prayed for. And I don't even know what that means. So many times I have to redirect myself this is a deep podcast, as y'all can tell. So many times I had to redirect myself to, to gratefulness or to thankfulness because, like I said a few minutes ago, I'm an overthinker. I'm a super analytical person. And I'm a Pisces. Like We just feel everything. I wish I couldn't feel everything, but I feel everything. There is nothing that I'm able to ignore that happens to me. And It's annoying, but I love it about myself, but I also hate it It's a gift and a curse. And um, so many times I have to remind myself that certain things I viewed as a blessing. And although the blessing has changed in shape, form, you know, color, it's not exactly what I expected. I try to tell myself, don't forget that it is a blessing. And, you know, challenges are God's promise just as much as his blessings are. He never said it was going to be easy. He never said the road to success is going to be easy. You know, be thankful for challenges because in them, you know, we are shaped, we are molded. So I'm going through a lot like in my new district, I y'all heard me complain about my old district so much. I complained so much and then <laughs> I got to a new district and it was like I see more dead people. <laughs> um not really dead people, but I see more issues. <laughs> I like really didn't think anything would, like, hurt me. I didn't think a new experience could hurt me. I thought my new experience was going to be roses, peaches, and cream. Like, I really thought it was going to be the best thing ever, and it was not the best thing ever, you know? The only thing that was best about it was the money. That's it. And I realized, too, although I'm learning that You know, especially as a black female professional, we need to be asking for more and expecting more from our jobs when it comes to salaries, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Um, I'm also learning that I'm not somebody who is all the way moved by money. I don't know if I could do years in a setting that is, I believe, is extremely toxic to my mental health um I don't know if I could do that for the right coin I don't know it's like it's like sometimes I say that and then you put a certain number down well I can I can deal with that that's not a problem (laughs) um I honestly don't know but it's like that's my daily question every day that I go to work it's like can I deal with this is this worth it is it worth it and um To cope, I just remind myself that you pray for this. You know, you pray for this. And when it came to you, it was a blessing. It was something that you were um, thankful for. It just doesn't look like anything that what it doesn't look like what it was set to be. And I, I, one thing about me is I hate false advertising. And I know a lot of people have to do that, but I believe I don't care if I chose to leave my old district and I knew what I was walking into. Then it's like you wanted more money. Fine. This is what you have to deal with. I would have been cool. I just feel like uh, there was a lot of false advertisement to um to reel me in and I didn't really like that. There was a lot of false advertisement and there was a lot of omissions. And I know that education is that type of field. It just is, you know, you won't know everything until you experience it. That's true. And that's true for a lot of places, but there are some things that you can be very upfront about. There are options that you can give employee up of, you know, There are options that you could give prospective employees that will really help um, them make their decision on whether or not they want to be a part of your organization. And it's not like I didn't ask the questions. Um, I don't want to say that I was lied to, but that omission game was heavy. That omission game was real heavy. And there were just a lot of things that I just... I just wasn't prepared for and I plan 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 plan. You know, that's one of my things. I overplan sometimes. There was no way I could have mapped this out for myself. And I've been disappointed since day 1. Since day 1 of being in this new district. And I feel really bad saying that because I feel like I'm being really harsh um, and I'm not trying to be, you know, I work with great people and, um, but I've just been disappointed. You know, everybody has their personal expectation for what they want to do in their career and how they want to propel and how they want to, um, just excel. And I just don't feel like I'm in a position where I can do that. And I was so excited to do that. I was so excited to do another year of teaching, and unfortunately, I just don't feel like I have the opportunity to do that. I don't feel like I'm growing, and that really disturbs me a lot. It bothers me a lot like um, and it's a it's a mental mind game that. I have to play with myself every single day. And when I say I've been disappointed since day one, I've literally been disappointed since day one. And I just keep getting disappointed. And, you know, as even though I'm talking about this candidly now, I don't want anybody to think that I'm walking around, you know, with negative energy, dark cloud. Nah, I'm happy, you know, and I do my job very well because I understand the importance of doing my job well. But, um... I'm just I ain't really fulfilled professionally and I don't like that. Um, I think I've said on this podcast that I'm currently um, in a doctoral program for education. And although like um I know a lot of people assume that like when you do a doctoral program in education, you want to be an admin. Um, like you wanna be a principal AP or you know, something like that. I I don't really want to do that. I don't have that personality. I don't have the type of personality where uh, I want to be in charge. You know, I don't mind leading, but I don't I'll never really want to be in charge. Um, So like I see myself working as um, the head of curriculum instruction or the head of a department um, where that I feel like most of my work will be in demonstrating Um, and assisting more so than being in charge and telling people what to do. Um, Most of my work will hopefully be in creating um, and, once again, assisting teachers and listening to the streets, if we want to call it that, and seeing what is necessary and what is needed and what can be helpful. That's what I want to do. But even before that, I wanted to teach for at least a good like 10 years. I'm on year six now. So I still have four years, which is probably I'll be done with my, my um doctorate probably in 2.5. um, And then that gives me another like one or two years teaching. So I wanted to be somebody who stayed in the classroom for at least 10 years, because I feel like um it's important to have that experience. You know, sometimes I feel like, there are great leaders, but I feel like when great leaders don't spend a lot of time as instructors in the classroom, sometimes there's like a um, a like a gap, a understanding gap between what they mandate and the rules they set forth um to their staff and you know what's what's actually going to be helpful. Um. So, yeah, I didn't want to be somebody like that. I wanted to be somebody who like really, you know, you know, worked in the mud first, really understood how this teaching thing worked for real and could say I have a good number of years under my belt before being in a position to lead others. But who knows what my future holds? Who knows what the Lord has for me? All I know is that I need y'all prayers so that I could get to June. Please. That's what I'm praying for. Please. Protect me. Protect my mind. That's what I need the Lord to do. And I need y'all prayers. Please say a prayer for your girl because I don't know if I will make it to. I am trying, but it is hard every day. Every day. Every day is really hard. (laughs) Every day is really hard, so... Just say a prayer for your girl. Um, last but not least, before I leave this episode, I want to talk about what does your next three to five years of your life look like? Are you thinking about that? Um, I know a lot of us talk about our two-year plans, five-year plans, ten-year plans. Um I have a two-year plan and a five-year plan in my book. Let me see if I could find it. Ooh, because I could read it to y'all. Let me see, let me see. Oh my gosh. I'm going to be transparent. I'm going to read y'all my two-year to, two to five-year plan. And this was written in 2020. So I'm two years into it, and I already have a two-year plan, right? All <laughs> right. So one of them was figure out and pray on staying in New Jersey. So I'm at the two-year mark. Actually, I wrote this on November 5th, 2020. So I'm really at the two year mark. I have not decided if I'm going to stay in New Jersey or leave yet. Um, I believe that when I am called to move to a different state, it's just going to be something that clicks in my mind. Um, and I'm just going to go. I don't know when that will be. I know that I at least have another year in Jersey. Um, but I don't know what the future holds. Um, I think. Before, when I was talking on the podcast, I talked a lot about wanting to go to Texas. um, And I just don't know if Texas is the place for me. I love that my family is in Texas and I would love to be closer to my mom and my sister. It's just that every time I visit Texas, there's nothing. You know how when a place just calls you, like a place should just be like, come. I feel like a lot of people have that, a lot of people have that, um, that story kind of when they moved to a different state, they just like, man, we visited and it was just like, everything just fell in place and it just worked out. And I don't have that yet. And I've been to Texas at least five to six times so far since my family has moved there. And I just, it's not, it's not doing it for me. Not yet. Um, so we'll see. Maybe I'm also like mentally just stuck here. Um, but we'll see. Um, I do know that I got to get, you know, move on it very soon, but we'll see. Um, I wanted to get supervisor or management credentials. Um, I don't have those. (laughs) I don't have those. Um, but I am in a doctoral program. So let's just say that that's kind of on the, on the, on the, on the road. Um, we're on the road to that path. I wanted to get a P to three certification, which is a, um, A cert so that I could teach preschool to third grade. Um, right now I have an ESL certification, which allows me to teach English slash ESL to K to 12. Um, that's what my cert covers now. And, um, I wanted to get a P to three one just to have some, you know, room to move if I needed to. Um, but that's not really, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I'm. A, but this is staying on the, the plan. I'm not taking it off. Um, I wanted to be out of consumer debt. That, that started real heavy during the pandemic. It started really heavy during the pandemic. And then I hit a plateau. So it's still on the board, but I don't know. Um, we're going to still strive for that um, out of consumer debt. And Cause, cause student loan debt don't, don't count. We don't count that. Only, only consumer debt over here. Consumer debt. I'm, I mean, student loan debt. I'm legally blind. I don't see you. Um, and then figure out a way to turn this is 30 into a money-making business. That too has not happened. Why am I reading you guys my two-year plan? If everything on it is pretty much unsuccessful. (laughs) Oh, child. Anyway, I still haven't figured out a way to turn this is 30 into a money making business. And um, more than that, I want to let go of it. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe I should, you know, maybe I should get that on the road too. get that, get on that path. I don't know why I keep saying get stuff on the road. Okay. And then my five year plan, I still got three more years for this stuff. I still got three more years to be married to have at least one child to have, to get my PhD or a management position to own a home or to own a home or be in my own home. So we got time. We got the five-year plan is seeming a little bit feasible. You know, the five-year plan is looking feasible, feasible right now. The two-year plan. I don't know what happened child. I'm going to look at this two-year plan and try to knock some things off of there. <laughs> Or I'm going to just have to move the two-year stuff to five-year and then create a new two-year plan. But we on the road to the five-year plan, some of it at least. Um, the reason I think I even brought this up, um, damn, what was I talking about before I even read the two-year and five-year plan? Oh, what does your next year look like? The reason I brought this up is because I uh, I wanted to talk about like not rushing the process. I'm extremely happy with what I've accomplished thus far. Could I have accomplished more? Absolutely. If I was more disciplined, I cannot say that, you know, there was there isn't much more I could have accomplished. There's absolutely a ton more I could have accomplished if I was much more disciplined, and I'm going to work on doing that. I also feel like um we should not rush the process. And the reason I say that is because a lot of times, I don't know if I'm like other people, when I see other people accomplishing goals, I'm like, the the, am I doing with my life? What am I doing? What am I doing? I see somebody buy a house. I'm like, damn, I've been sitting here living in this apartment for how many years? What am I doing? I see somebody get a new car or I'm not saying these things like, um, Like they happen to me every day. But I think sometimes when you see people accomplish goals, you're really happy for them. And then in one sense, you're so happy for them. And then I don't know if it's the devil or it's just you're overthinking. You're like, man, what I've been doing? What I've been doing? This girl just started her business. I've been sitting here on this talent for seven years, not doing nothing. So while I think that other people's accomplishments should... uh inspire us to move. I also feel like we should not rush the process because of other people's accomplishments. I just feel like make sure that your process happens in your due time. And I'm not saying to be stagnant or lazy for the sake of saying it's your time process, but I'm just saying, make sure it's your process and don't rush anything because Of what you see. Um, I have this quote. I posted it years ago. And I don't remember what exactly it says. But it's like inspiration is never a carbon copy. It's a seed that uh, that culminates into a whole new flower. And I think that that's really what inspiration should be. It shouldn't make you want to go copy somebody. It should plant a seed in you. And generate whatever your, your version of that looks like, um, whether it be as particular to that other person's success or, you know, different. So I know that I fall into that a lot. That's the only reason why I wanted to talk about it because on a daily basis, monthly basis, weekly basis, my mind is, you know, bombarded with what I can be doing, what I should be doing to be to, to looking like a successful 33-year-old, you know? Should I continue paying rent? Should I buy? Should I have a business right now? Should I uh, be doing more with this is 30? Should I already be in management? Should I be quitting my job and going for something else? Should I be moving to a new place? I'm always bombarded with these thoughts. They, they cross my mind every day. I honestly... I'm like one day one day I'm hella motivated to do different the next day I'm just like I got time I just think about this stuff all the time me and my friends think about this stuff all the time we always talk about this stuff and I just feel like don't rush your process you know don't be stagnant either but don't rush your process because um the journey is also beautiful I know that's very um cliche um, but the journey is extremely beautiful if we um if we if we allow it to be, you know, it's very beautiful. Um so yeah, that's really all I had to say today. Y'all know y'all might hear from me again in maybe like a month. It's like nah. I'ma try and do <laughs> it's like as I'm saying, I'ma try. I just already know. But I'ma try and do another episode. Um Maybe not soon, but in like two weeks or so. Um, We'll see. But thank you guys for listening to the This Is 30 podcast. I'm sorry that I just bombarded your ears with random talk. But y'all know that's what happens when I'm here alone. Um, But thank you. Um, Don't forget to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, any mama, any cousin, any daddy, that the This Is 30 podcast is still in session. It's still in session and... Um we coming. We here. Why I'm saying we here when it's just I, I don't know. But yeah, keep listening to the This Is Thirty podcast. Um I low key really want to make it to my four year celebration. That's what I'm trying to do. Um, we'll see. Um, I low key want to have a live event. We'll see. <laughs> and yeah, I just want to do great things um, with the podcast still or with the brand I should say still, um, so, um, I thank you guys for listening. I really hope that you have a great week. I pray that December last month of the year, I pray that it is filled with life-changing blessings. I really wish this for all of you, life-changing blessings, appointments, anointings. I really wish this for you. So, um, Shout out to y'all for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Peace.